Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> you're, you? a, you're a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoiler alert, I think we're both uh, feeling the strain. <laughs> I think we're both feeling the strain. I am very much feeling oh, the strain this week. I know. Last week was a COVID nightmare oh, for me. Tell us more. Oh. I feel like anybody who is remotely close to me has been tracked and traced this week. (laughs) I feel like the net is closing in Mm. and my circle is getting smaller and smaller. Mm. And it feels like anybody who I remotely know and want to spend any time with has been tracked and traced. My son has just been put into isolation a few days ago. So if anybody has teenage children out there, that need to isolate and you're the source of food delivery i feel your pain (laughs) is all i can say oh my gosh now he's living his best life with his uh, maid service oh he's having a great life he even said to me quite like this uh this um this maid service that comes here (laughs) that comes here and i literally i sat down on the sofa last night i was absolutely shattered and i could feel my eyes closing and this was only half past seven and then my son facetimes me i'm hungry (laughs) i said you've just eaten he said that was two hours ago oh god I'd spent two hours making a Sunday roast. Oh my gosh. So I said, you'll have to give me 10 minutes. So I just sat down with a cup of coffee. And then he texts me 10 minutes later. It's been 10 minutes. Oh. <laughs> Mommy. Oh my gosh. This like, is it's outrageous. like having a toddler again. Oh yeah. Mommy, mommy, oh. mommy, mommy. <laughs> feed me, feed me, feed me. <laughs> and that he can put in like what, Amazon food orders for downstairs? Like that? That's what it's like. Oh you may God. as well have one of those bloody bells oh, and start well, ringing it. Yes, exactly. Get him one of those for Christmas. FaceTime is the new um, the new service bell. Isn't it right? <laughs> Gosh. Oh, jeez. Oh. Now that's the worst. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So life is not good in Jersey. They've shut all hospitality. So my Christmas dinner out has been cancelled. Oh. My um, birthday celebrations that I was looking oh. at have all been cancelled. Oh. My in-between Christmas, New Year, girls' lazy long lunch has been cancelled. So basically anything I was looking forward to has just been cancelled. And it sounds like the only thing that's still on is your man's freaking ham dinner. (laughs) (laughs) That damn ham that he wants the day after Christmas. It sounds like that's probably the only thing that can be arranged. (laughs) I did send him a message and say, well, it looks like you're getting your turkey dinner yeah. and your ham at home. And a ham at home, After yeah, all. Yeah. And who's cooking? <laughs> hmm, wonder. <laughs> no points for guessing, everyone. So, oh. so I have to say, if you haven't, if you've missed that podcast, go back one um, or two, maybe. I think we, we two, covered think. the ham in both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a recurring theme between now and Christmas. Mention. Oh, man. <laughs> now that's the worst. Oh. And it sounds like Jersey's in a bad way. 
Just like all Jersey's of us. not in a good oh. place. There were 96 cases announced in the last 24 hours, oh. which um, is causing havoc, I have to say, yeah, on yeah. the island. Yeah. We are very small and there's a big yeah. ripple effect going on, I think. Yeah, and I, you know, at any time when it was really shitty over here or everywhere else in the world, I thought, well, Jersey's got their act together with their track and trace. They're doing fine. It's all uh, a bed of roses over there. But, you know, you can't hide from this right now. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a really bad, it's shaping up to be a really bad winter. And they said it would be, but yet I didn't believe them. I didn't believe them either, mm-hmm. Anna. And I thought, actually, I know you're saying that, but something's going to come that's going to make yeah. it all all right. And now I think I'm starting to believe them. Yeah. I mean, the truth is, is that when you get indoors in close proximity to people, you spread the virus. There's no way about it. When colder weather and we get indoors, it is just, ah, science. It seems to work. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, but at least the vaccine has arrived. Yeah, over there. We're still, yeah. we're still waiting. Has it not been approved? No, no, it's, there's going to be a, there's going to be a, there's going to be a bit of a delay. Mm, right. Well, I have just approved it in the UK, which yeah. means everybody's on full steam ahead to yeah. try and encourage people to be vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Go out and get vaccinated people, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have to say I'm joining the queue because yeah. I don't want to be isolating anymore. I'm no. sick of it. Yeah. I'm sick of everybody I know having to isolate. Yeah. I'm sick of talking to Track and Trace as much as I love them and they're doing an amazing <laughs> job. Yeah. The regular phone calls are a bit much now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For various members of my family. Yeah. 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 It would just be nice to not have this anymore. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Oh. I think we all just need something brighter, lighter, just a holiday, a plane normal things yes a beach somebody told me um today that they went to see a comedian and it was a bit weird because they had to socially distance at tables mm. and wear face masks and things like that so mm. whilst they went they said it just was not the same mm. as a standard comedy gig and we don't even have that like we've got no cinema at the minute yeah. we've got no, no shows there's just nothing yeah and you do wonder you know when will the film industry run out <gasps> of films because yes you know, they're talking about the millions of pounds it costs at the minute in delays on yeah. some of the blockbuster films. Yeah. And, you know, whilst my heart doesn't really bleed for them about the million pounds, it does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does make me worry about, um, you know, my future rom-coms that aren't yes. coming out right now. Well, I need something in my life, Anna. true, I agree. <laughs> and they're just really going to the to the back shelf for a lot of the stuff that they're releasing. You're like, when did you film that? Because it's obviously pre-COVID and it's only been released now. And you're like, why didn't you release? Did you ever intend to release this? So it's kind of like bottom of the barrel stuff. There's also some really badly dubbed movies on Netflix, (laughs) as much as I love Netflix. There are some where you just think, hmm. I know, I know. (laughs) Could have done better with that. Yes, I think Criminal, (laughs) the Criminals, um, anyways, the the series I really liked, I'm like, please don't dub, just, please just subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. Although I'm too lazy to watch a movie with subtitles. Oh. Oh, you're one I'm of kind those. of like yeah I am one of those no. yeah, yeah. So I'm like entertain me don't make me read oh <laughs> isn't that funny I love reading while watching a film <laughs> Some, so and I have friends that say that they say that it increases their enjoyment because mm. they're fully invested in it because they've yeah, got to pay yeah. so much attention whereas no I'm not like that <laughs> oh gosh that's so funny oh that's funny I'm glad you know 
who you are and what you like. That's the most I important do. thing. I do. And I, I know that I like my freedom and going out for Christmas dinner. I know. <laughs> exactly. Well, guys, we just got to wait a little while longer. It's going to be a pretty shitty yeah. holiday for all of us. Not yeah. going to lie. But all things considered then, is there anybody sitting at the uh, International Love Desk or have you guys packed up for a drink? <laughs> oh, no. The International Love oh. Desk is still going strong. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Tell us what's going on. I have got such, such a cool <laughs> for you today. Oh, gosh. Oh, you should see the dazzle in your eyes. <laughs> awesome. Okay, right on. Tell us. And I can hardly believe that I'm sharing this, but I am. Oh, oh, I love it. Okay. So right. there's a bodybuilder in Kazakhstan, and I don't know if you've heard about this, mm. who married his sex doll <gasps> after two years of dating. No. Yes. No. Wow, this is saucier than I thought. How ludicrous <gasps> is it? Wow. And, and I'm not going to lie, so in my research for the love desk, mm. I take this job very seriously. <laughs> so I actually, it came up on, on some news feed that I was looking at, and I thought, that can't be right. So I started to Google the story and I watched the video of the wedding and I have never seen anything as weird as a grown man, a bodybuilder nonetheless. Wow. So he's quite a, you know, a buff, well-toned mm. guy <laughs> kissing a life-size plastic doll. Oh wait, so life-size plastic doll, was it like an AI, like a robot, like a really fancy robot? I don't even think it's a fancy robot. Really? I think it's just a real life-size um <gasps> doll really it's just a life-size barbie <laughs> wow so you did sort of you you did a fact check you look for the primary research paper on this and you found that it's true wow well from all the things that i've read it looks to be true oh my gosh the skeptic in me says it's just one big massive publicity mm. stunt but in everything that you read it really sounds like this guy wow. believes that he's in love with this doll and it is a phenomena apparently it, it, that's the thing. So tell us more about that. Cause I, I, that's what I've heard is that we really do have to contend with people who are choosing to have relationships with inanimate objects, especially because VR and AI is getting so good and so lifelike. Well, apparently somebody fell in love with the Berlin Wall. <gasps> no. Apparently. Really? And somebody else got married to the Eiffel Tower. Really? I've discovered all of this this morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's very interesting, actually. I'm not sure I needed to know any of this, yeah. but this is... <laughs> This is the rabbit hole I've gone oh, down wow, no in kidding. the name of the International Love Desk, yeah. I would like you to know. This is very dedicated <laughs> reporting. <laughs> so, oh but it my. did remind me of a movie that I once watched, which was called Her, where oh. it was set in the future. Have you seen it? Oh, this wasn't Tom Hanks, was it? Um, no. no, it's not Tom Hanks, but it is another guy and I've forgotten his name. He's got a moustache and he's dark haired. That's as far as I can mm. go with my memory recall mm. there. <laughs> but they it's all about people who date um computers so they basically oh. take a laptop out to dinner with them oh. and they're having a relationship with a computer program wow i mean i can see it but it makes you terrified for the future right it's a bit <laughs> odd as relationship coaches we just kind of have to pivot a bit because maybe that may come up <laughs> Yeah. Well, as I say, there's there's no judgment. So if it came up yeah. in a coaching session, yeah. Khalili, I would have my best coaching hat on yeah. for that conversation. Uh, yeah. Talk about open-mindedness, validation, acknowledgement, hey? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then as coaches, we also get to choose who our clients are. Yeah. 
so we can always say no. <laughs> so you're saying to the bodybuilder from Kazakhstan who's married the doll, you'd be like, no, I'll try to refer you to somebody else. <laughs> I think I'd do a discovery call mm. and that may be as far as it went. Yeah. It would be hard <laughs> to coach somebody on how to have a really healthy relationship with a non-human yeah. uh, entity. Ooh, yeah. times they are changing. I feel like we just need 2021 to be kind of just laid back and just like 2019 we I think we just need a gap year we can just relax yeah. have a breath because I think that if 2021 has a bunch of us entering into serious and, and significant volume wise relationship with dolls and AI and robots and everything too much for the brain well that was a really good piece gosh you didn't disappoint there at all <laughs> <laughs> there oh. is still part of me that just cannot believe that it's real yeah but- there were enough stories written about it. So, yeah. yeah. I Who believe knows? it 5,000%. <laughs> I oh, believe yeah. that anything is possible yeah. in the world that we're living in right now. That's what I believe. Oh, word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh. Well, that's a nice note to start things off on. So, yeah, let's, um, should we move into the hot topic <laughs> Sure. That? It's already pretty to, toasty in here. I'm trying to think if things can get better or worse <laughs> right now. It's COVID, so let's just take the brakes off and see, that we're, see where this goes. <laughs> let's indeed. So, um, today's hot topic is sharing the holiday load. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Well, me and my husband are going to be kind of trapped at home by ourselves uh, this whole holiday. We had to cancel our plans and everything like everybody else. So sharing the holiday load is going to be a huge thing because mm. we might have had all of us, we might have had that distraction of something else. Like, for example, you were going to go out to dinner. So you didn't, yes. somebody else was going to do your dishes, right? Or um, you yeah. were going to pay them. And, and then Maybe you may have had unequal sort of division of labor, but there may have been a whole household of people. So, you, well, at least you don't, you can't argue in front of people. But now, <laughs> there the, is that, isn't there? There's uneven division, and you're I'm just going by to yourself. invite other people over so that we don't have a row on yes, Christmas Day. Yes, <laughs> listen, it's a good reason to have be on a 24 hour Zoom call. Yeah, this is a hard one. <laughs> oh my gosh, sharing load, absolutely. I know we're going to talk about this more, um, but it really, so BBC front page is just spiking divorces all over the world. So one of the biggest things is women are initiating and one of the biggest contributors is unequal division of household labor and chores. Mm -hmm. That is really coming up. And so as we're heading into the season, and this question is so topical, is that we're just going to pile Christmas on top of like what's been unequal division for what? nine ten months now yeah oh gosh how much worse can it get anyways i'm not really a half glass full right now as you can tell <laughs> well i was gonna say i've been asking myself that question all week <laughs> every day something else unfolds and i just ask myself that question every day mm. how much worse can it get and every day it's just got that a little bit worse <laughs> it just it doesn't disappoint And dear listener, if you were looking for a breath of fresh air and rainbows and flowers and puppies today, no, we're not delivering that. (laughs) It's straight up raw real. Maybe next week we'll be in a good mood. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, um, So where should we start then with sharing the holiday load? Well, first we're presuming, and it's absolutely true, is that right now and usually 
the division of labor when it comes to putting on a meal, putting on a holiday is not equal. In a household, there's probably one person who generally does the thing and does all the stuff and somebody sort of takes on a supporting role, but perhaps, you know, wouldn't win an Oscar for that supporting role, I'm, Mm. I'm assuming. Yeah. So what's coming up for you? Well, I've got something probably a little bit controversial to say. Ooh. Well, I know I'm definitely the type of person that takes on more responsibility mm. and takes on more of the load. But equally, I also know that it's because I have control issues about things mm. being done the way that I want them to be done. Mm. So a few years ago, my other half said, would you like to come to me for Christmas this year? Mm. And I said, under one condition. <laughs> Which is? Which was, I had to cook the dinner. Oh, okay, okay. Because I didn't want to eat rubbish food on Christmas Day. Oh, yes, yes, okay, <laughs> sure, sure. So because there's like that control issue there, like I want things to be done, I have very set views about how things should be done, particularly around Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I find it very difficult to let go of control. Mm. And then that then means that I do end up being a bit of a martyr and um, taking on more of the holiday load than maybe I should do. I love that you're putting that right front and center because you know damn well that most of us are the same (laughs) and you've been delivering some tough love in recent weeks, which is to say, look, what of this are you actually creating for yourself? Creating a situation where it's destined for failure and you're going to have conflict because Mm -hmm. you are playing the water, you're taking too much and you haven't asked for help. (gasps) And you've never yeah. sat at the table to divide the tasks openly. And, I, and mm. I'm not saying that that is the case for everybody. You know, I do feel like there are some instances where one partner may just completely expect everything to be done mm. for them. And I think, you know, that's maybe not then that you're playing the martyr. But what it does highlight is that you're not sticking up for yourself. So you're mm. not taking ownership of that situation. And I get it. That It's a really tough thing to do yeah. to say, well no I'm not doing it anymore Mm. so we often you know silence is often the answer isn't it for an easy life or we think it's delivering Mm. an easy life Mm -hmm. but we know it doesn't longer term no I think you've hit the nail because we assume that I have a lot of assumptions about any partner that I've had I kind of place them in the box as to whether I feel that they're capable of or not of doing sort of the soft stuff whether it's like the cleaning or hosting or cooking or whatever. And I I do tend to step in and say, well, let me do it and micromanage so that if things go wrong, I have only one person to blame. And then I don't have to sort of, I certainly, certainly take this on myself and I overcommit and then I'm all stressed. And then I'm wondering, okay, why am I feeling so stressed? Other people aren't stressed. Yeah. And I feel a bit of a pity party inside, but yeah, comes down to me. And then from pity party comes like real annoyance, doesn't it? Oh, anger. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, look at everybody else. They're yeah. not working hard. Here I am slaving away in the kitchen. And especially when they're enjoying themselves oh. and you're not and you feel like you're missing out on something. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Full on. I strap myself to the, I chain myself to the <laughs> stove in that, in that sense for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a, there's a brave action, Sarah, to just throw that in there because you're absolutely, you're absolutely correct. So how do you get away from yourself then? How do you change that pattern? I I think it's really difficult to do. So letting go of control and allowing somebody else to join in with the things that, 
Like a lot of the time, I, I enjoy doing it, you see. So the things that I enjoy doing for me, and this isn't the same for everybody, I get it, like cooking and entertaining is, is like a, it's a de-stress for me. Mm-hmm. So it's a time to get away and just be creative, be, you know, make something that's like really enjoyable, mm-hmm. you know, just enjoy the time cooking. And so, you know, I'd always have the Christmas music on, I'd have a glass mm-hmm. of something fizzy, I'd, mm-hmm you know, enjoy preparing and just making a really lovely meal for people that I love in my life. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's what it's part of. But I do recognize the words that you're saying and are with the fact that you take on too much. And then mm-hmm. that's when you then start, it all starts to take over. Yeah. So there's never an issue is there doing something and, and having full control over something as long as it's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not having a negative or a detrimental impact on something else Mm -hmm. as soon as we start to see that detrimental impact that's when we know that it's an issue we need to deal with Mm. and sometimes you don't know that that's going to come until Christmas day (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) and just out of the blue then you know it wrecks your Christmas day because you're sat there sulking in the corner thinking why am I the only one that's knackered (laughs) I love your first person narrative. Um, I'm sure you've not been there, but it sounds very convincing. No, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> we've totally all been there. Yeah, um, sulking and and uh, and I have been told like that's on you. You didn't ask yeah. for help. That's on you. Yeah. And yeah. of course, in that moment, in that fury, that is not something I'm I'm prepared to hear. No, but it is absolutely true. Yeah, it's not what you want to hear at the time, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that a holiday dinner is such a huge undertaking that if you're pulling it off all by yourself, mm. you're probably biting off more than you can chew. And it sounds yeah. like really romantic, oh, it, like all that you described, like the sight, the smells, the whatever. But you know, knowing that a turkey has to go in what at seven in the morning to get out in any decent shape and then all the other things going on like it's a huge undertaking and so it really is setting up for failure to just go alone and oh no it's fine no I don't need any help it's all good and then Mm. you know you what I find too in my partnership is if I say no no no, I'm fine I've got it I'm good he's like okay so he goes and plays his guitar because he's not reading in the between the fine lines of what I've said he's not gonna be like oh are you sure no are you sure I can't help he's not gonna beg and plead he's gonna go off and like be on his computer so when I'm slaving away and he's all having a jolly time like you know snoring napping playing his guitar it really fuels my fury but really he he probably asked but he didn't sort of beg or chase me and so Mm. that's the thing is I have to understand when am I going to reach my limit yeah and well in advance say okay well we've got a big undertaking how are we going to do this as a team Mm. that's on me yeah yeah (laughs) it goes for everything Christmas any holiday that's coming up right now like it's just well except for right now it's probably going to be like frozen dinners (laughs) (laughs) yeah right now it's a ping ping microwave Christmas dinner for two (laughs) yes actually so if there's one opportunity, that sounds like there will not be many people saying, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted and I can't believe you're not helping out. Thankfully, that's actually going to be a less common refrain. So mm. silver lining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they haven't announced bubbles in Jersey yet, so we're not sure how many people, mm. if any at all, oh. are allowed to spend time with. So, um, But I know in the UK they have announced bubbles and he's still allowed three households, which could still be quite a lot of people. Yeah. So if we are the host house and we're receiving two other households with their potentially many people within them, Mm 
then I think there are some things, there are some lessons that we can learn from Christmases gone by. I think there are some ways that we can help to share the load. And I think to your point earlier, Anna, about, well, how can we face this together as a team? I think is a great line and a great position. If you feel like you can't do that and have the conversation, I think some of it maybe comes down to really looking at delegation. So what is it that you can delegate? What are you comfortable giving away? Mm. And it might be things like in the run up to Christmas. I know if you've got people who are coming, it's not just the Christmas dinner and the shopping and the planning and the writing lists. And I, like I'm quite anal. I have all my timings written down so I know mm. what's happening when, what's going in and out the oven when so Mm. I'd like to plan all of that like well ahead of time Mm. but there's also the house preparation isn't there so there's the wrapping the presents there's the you know checking Mm. have we got something for everybody that's coming because you also want to have a little gift Mm. there's the cleaning of the bathrooms hoofing the stairs there's all of that shit that needs to be done so I think there's a great opportunity to, to go through the list of things that need to be done and really sharing that and delegating some responsibility and not Mm -hmm. just to the other half to the kids as well you know in the past when the kids were younger and I do it less and less now which again is down to me not to them I would say right everybody pick a room and their own room and that's what you need to go and tidy and we'd Mm. have kind of like you know a couple of hours and the house would all be done Mm. and everything because everyone they'd always have a fight over who's doing the haul (laughs) (laughs) because it seemed to be the easiest one Mm. to do and I always ended up with the kitchen and bathroom there's a surprise (laughs) yeah yeah. and my daughter always ended up with the living room Mm. so but there are you know you can kind of split things I think that way and then just look at the list of other things that have to be done Mm -hmm. and start to kind of split them up and maybe just have different days for different jobs that can be done ah I'm saying all of this of course I'm never gonna do it no it's true it's true (laughs) I was recently I was living in Toronto or I stayed in Toronto for two months as you remember and I had a wonderful wonderful arrangement where I stayed with two other people and there was a chores list and it was beautiful actually I'd I'd never lived with a chores list and every week we rotated and the the house was divided up in three main zones yeah and we rotated it was just delightful and it was sort of a thing that we would do on Saturday or Sunday so we knew that the bathroom would become cruddy and musty it was just lovely I'd never done it before and I think it's a terrific idea isn't it interesting though how you're more willing to do that with strangers than you are with people heck yeah (laughs) with people who you who you are intimately involved with exactly yeah (laughs) well Okay, so you you describe all the fun parts of of preparing for a holiday dinner or mm. holiday guests or so forth, and then you describe a lot of the unfun things. So isn't so? Yeah. Imagine you put your control freak on hat on, right? We've got yeah. that control freak hat, and you imagine like, well, if I have to delegate duties, right? It's yeah. not that I can just put the unfun cleaning bits to somebody else; that I actually have to let them be part of the decision and division of duties assignment list. And wouldn't it be horrible if, you know, say Christmas is my thing and I love doing this part, but what if my partner is like, look, we have to kind of divide this equally and you kind of got to wrestle or, you know, let loose some of the control of whatever that be, wrapping the presents or doing the cooking or something like that. So how do you, if you're really going to be truly transparent and collaborative in terms of sharing duties, it means that you may have to give up some of the fun parts. Oh, no, Sarah's like, no, hell no. <laughs> no. I'm, I don't nope. know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I can't believe that we're podcast co-hosts oh right now. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> okay, so in your house, it's like, no, 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 no. 
I'm the boss. I'm saying I um <laughs> I occasionally allow my other half to chop the carrots and even oh. then he asks me how oh. to chop them. <laughs> okay, okay. And I can okay. be quite prescriptive about how the carrots are chopped. I remember when we first got together and he was chopping the carrots and he did them really, really thin and I was like, Why are you doing it like that? Like what is wrong with you? What he may as well have boiled thing? a baby and I'm going, That was just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> can't do that <laughs> crime against humanity it's crime well, against carrots <laughs> it is well I mean it's true because if you think of like a julienne carrot I can't think of anything other than on a salad raw that that would come in handy see? so I agree with you on that see I'm okay, so not a freak <laughs> no he's officially banned from like julienne and carrots or cutting <laughs> any carrots of any sort or any ground vegetable good well yeah as long as he's in a strict instructions about how to chop the carrots mm. he's allowed to chop the carrots mm. maybe you have to kind of throw him a bone a little bit to say okay and you can do this x fun thing that seems fun but actually uh you can concede it it's not the end of the world for you is there anything that you're like i don't know like sort out the liquor closet or the liquor cabinet or something oh like that's that. always the job like when he comes in it's always um can you pour drinks please oh okay 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 <laughs> But even then, sometimes it takes too long to open a bottle of fizz and then I have to step in and just, yeah. I love you being honest, though. There are two paces. There are my pace, which is supersonic fast, Mm. and there are his pace, which is Mm. um, I'm almost going to (laughs) stop. I'm almost going to stop. Almost zero miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I I find it very difficult to deal Mm. with those two different paces. Yeah. But it's frustrating too, because, you know, I think, again, bit of a gender stereotype, but women do tend to be better multitaskers, probably Mm -hmm. because we have had to. And I find it very frustrating to be with a man who clearly has only ever had to do one thing at a time. Nobody has ever expected him to do more than one thing at a time. Super frustrating. (laughs) Especially around the house, like things are really slow. And I'm like, why does it have to be so slow? Yeah. I share your frustration. I don't think there's any way around that. It's just darn frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it comes down to acceptance, I think, and compromise. So we've talked about this before on the podcast and, you know, neither of those are necessarily my strongest points. <laughs> but they are things that I'm working on as time goes by. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, it is about trying to delegate jobs and then accept that they're not going to be done the way that mm. you want them to be done. Yeah. But I think a lot of that requires some mental preparation mm. from your own part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I need to mentally prepare for that coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So like we always like to do, right? Just sit there and acknowledge that, look, things are smooth when when uh, things are done in a certain way and and especially when you can do things and prepare say for a meal or a hosting event when you can do it without having to micromanage somebody else or when you can kind of have that peace and quiet to be able to do things at your own pace so just to realize that when you are allowing help in because you realize you need the help yeah and you built that awareness to realize that in the first place it's hard to give up control of certain things that's that's just mm. hard And so, you know, pat on your back if you realize two things. Number one, darn it, I need the help. And number two is when I delegate tasks, they're not going to be done in the same way, at the same speed, in the same style that I do it. And then only from then do we sort of move forward and say, okay, well, how do I accept that? How do I embrace that? Yeah. 
Except for those darn carrots. They have to, they can't be julienned. <laughs> I have to say, I'm going to listen to this podcast back and go, just let go of the carrots, will you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the carrots, sometimes it just all boils down to the carrots, right? They're not big issues that break the camel's back. It's the small uh, issues. Yes, <laughs> it's the carrot that is. broke the camel's back. <laughs> oh, well, like everything, bets are off. Everything is different in COVID, so you might as well try something new because it's not like we're going to be doing anything that's similar or familiar this holiday season. So yeah. if you think about trying out a new um, style, letting people in, letting people help you, yeah, embrace change. Why not? <laughs> what else do we have to do this holiday season? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is a good chance to, like you say, to try something new. I think it is a good chance to maybe not have things be as big. And, mm. you know, we do create this view, don't we, that we should be living this Instagram worthy mm. life and we want it to be just perfect. It is mm. just, it is one day. Yeah. And, you know, if, what it boils down to is that we want to spend time with the people that we love the most mm. because time's the one thing we can't get back. Mm. And we want to be able to give time to the people that we love the most. And in doing so, it's not striving for perfection in that mm. moment. I think it's this year will be a really good chance to say, well, actually, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be Christmas, but it's not going to be Christmas as we know it. We are going to have to bend. We are going to have to be flexible. We are going to have to, you know, have plans that change, which is, is what has happened to us. Mm. So then we have to respond to that. And But you've still got a chance to make it something as close to what you want as possible. Mm. In spirit, in the heart of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. You just gave me permission to be a bit untidy rough around the edges yeah not having the martha stewart table appearance yeah but warm in spirit yeah i actually feel like i'm ready for christmas day now oh very nice <laughs> i did come very close to finishing my christmas shopping yesterday oh. oh i have a couple of things on my list to get and then i think i might actually be done which is oh, probably record really? time for me on yeah. the 7th of december yeah oh this is really early and i only started two weeks ago Wow, that's fo that's laser focus. So I, d I do feel like I'm embracing the kind of way right, I'm going to pair everything back. Mm. I've got a list, I'm sticking to it. And then I'm done. I kind of, I'm saying that now, ask me again in two weeks time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like for now in this moment, I'm embracing the kind of more simplified Christmas. Nice, nice. Yeah. Good. As we talked about last week. Yeah. Which is really important. So when you think about, like, I, I, you know, I don't know what things are going to look like in Jersey, but if there Me are neither. people, to, yeah, <laughs> we don't know. But you mentioned like little gifts for everyone and stuff, and you may be like, ah, screw it, I'm not going to get it. You know, you're coming to my house, I'm feeding you, you're going to go away with mm. a full belly, so that's yeah. that's gift enough. So you may not be scurrying around for those little sort of uh, party favor gifts, which can be kind of, you know, those things where you're yeah. that that feels like more obligation than than coming from the yeah. heart. I always remember um, on Christmas Day, suddenly realizing that we'd forgotten a present for my husband's great auntie. Oh. And literally the only shop that was open was like a local convenience store. <laughs> and so we bought a pancetta for her <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so a box funny. of chocolates. And, and I just remember feeling so grateful that this shop was open. Oh my gosh. For that, <laughs> I'm was, sure, overpriced. Oh, absolutely. I would have still paid it though, <laughs> to avoid the embarrassment of, oh. uh, of not having something. I know. 
Oh, we've all been there. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good. We're a bit in the mood now. Yeah. So sharing the load then, just to summarize, mm. I think what we're saying is look at where you've had this challenge in the past about not sharing the load. Mm. Look at where that's coming from. Mm. Um, I think we're saying you should try and face it together as a team. So try and sit down, plan, prepare, and then administer together <laughs> so that nobody feels like they're on the poor side of the short end of the stick the short end of the stick mm. that's it and maybe this year is, is just a year to embrace something that's a bit more simple and mm. and enjoyable and less overwhelming oh nice brilliantly put yeah well and good luck with that we don't know how far we'll get but at least we'll try <laughs> right yeah good luck with that good luck with that we're going to spend the next couple of weeks preparing to try and do the same thing. I know. Just be control freaks and then get pissed off because our partners are having a great time doing whatever they are doing outside of the kitchen. And if all else fails, just start drinking really early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a half bad idea. <laughs> all right. Shall we, um, shall we move on to the question? Yes, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> we've got a goodie this week oh lovely <laughs> so the question is is it okay to take money from my partner's wallet are coins okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i think this comes from one of those christmas nights out that we're no longer allowed to have I, <laughs> ah. your, other, your other half comes home and uh and <laughs> three sheets to the wind hasn't got a clue what's going on and you just help yourself to his wallet <laughs> pick some uh, notes out of his trouser pockets yeah <laughs> yeah of course why not so this is really funny because i'm like wow this is such a weird relationship question to ask where is this coming from is my first question what's yeah. the appeal in uh just nicking some rubbing some money out of your partner's pocket <laughs> so here, here's my disclosure, and my partner knows about this, but I, I don't think he understands the relish with which I conduct myself in this matter. So he is like any guy, like, you know how like guys can only deal with uh, notes because they can put in their wallet yeah. and they don't like to carry something bulky, so they don't have yeah. a change purse. Yeah. So when he goes off in the world and he comes back, he'll have change, quarters and such, and he leaves them on our little front shelf. And I love it. It's like, it's like free money. Just, and of course I, because I know how to plan and I have a change person, whenever I go and, and pay cash, which is not very often anymore, I'm always thinking about making up change and paying exact change so I can, so it's a bit of a game for me. So I'm always pinching money from him, but, it, but he knows it, but I don't think he knows how excited I am to like take all his quarters. Until now. Until, well, I guess the game is up, but it's probably like 10 bucks a month that I get for free from him. <laughs> All things told. <laughs> I can't believe you're so excited about 10 bucks. <laughs> I am. because And there's like a game in me being able to spend all this freaking change. <laughs> so I take it that this question is coming from a listener who's thinking about some like higher stakes, not just, uh, well, actually, no, they meant, so pound coins are a bit easy to get away with as well, right? Yeah, yeah. But a pound coin is worth a lot of money. Well, a pound coin doesn't get you very far nowadays, mm. does it? 
<laughs> I guess if you're a Canadian going to the UK, it still means a lot. <laughs> I always think about that because our, our exchange rate has always been quite poor against the pound. So right. like a, a pound is actually, yeah. But then, yeah. but then when we realized that like a burger is like seven pounds, we're like, Oh God, <laughs> it's like so much money for us. But anyways, I still have my pound coins from like travel and I, I keep them in a little plastic bag. And the second that I go back to the UK, I'll bring all my little pound coins with me. Well, when we're in a free travel world sometime in 2025 <laughs> and you can come to Jersey and visit us, you'll find our pound notes are still in existence. Oh, really? Yeah. So what's easier to steal from your partner, the notes or the coins? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big stealer, I have to say. You're not a big kleptomaniac. I think my first reaction to this question is, is no, it's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay, okay. <laughs> that's a good that's a safe that's a safe answer (laughs) there is maybe a challenge back which is actually if you if you're and we've talked about money before on this podcast right so if Mm. you're married and you've got one household and and it's all just classed as one single income then whose money are you really stealing yeah could be a retort back Mm, I like it but I'm yeah. I'm still a no, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bit of a, it's a cheeky question. So this is a bit of an interesting one to dive under and be like, are you just taking the piss by asking that? Or is there something <laughs> underneath the question? What do you think is underneath this question? I do think it is that part about, well, I don't know, I can't decide whether it is just I'm taking the piss and I'm just helping myself because I can. <laughs> or if it is that side of it, which is, well, actually, it's all of our money, so it doesn't matter anyway. Mm. But I'd be really pissed if I went to my purse one day and thought I had money in there and I didn't yeah. because I very rarely have cash in my mm. in my purse because I'm just, mm. you know, you pay for everything by card or your phone or, you know, you just, you don't really need cash anymore. Oh, yeah. So for me, when I do have cash inside my purse, I know about it. I know it's yeah. there. You know how much And I'm it almost saving it for like a special occasion, you know, those times yeah. when you, you know that you can't function unless you've got some cash. Yes. So I'd be really pissed if I went and, it, and somebody had taken it. Yeah. Now, do your kids just help themselves to cash in your wallet? We, um, not anymore. So I did mm. with one of my children that did go through a phase of doing that. And I was super pissed off about mm. it. Because mm. uh, for me, it just dents the trust, right? So mm. it's like, yeah. and I think a lot of kids go through this phase, right? So mm. I think it's a normal they phase They just see you as an through. ATM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is a normal phase, but I just think mm-hmm. that it's bang out of order. So I think you should ask and mm. I might still say no but you should be asking yeah 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 you can't just take something that doesn't belong to you like mm. for me I do have quite a high honesty gene within me mm. and mm. I can't the thought of doing something that isn't right and isn't honest and above board I would then struggle to sleep at night because I'd know that I'd done something that I shouldn't have done mm. so even if it was just taking a pound coin or mm. 50p I just feel like I couldn't do it now I agree with that and it's definitely a lesson to learn. I got in a lot of trouble when I was really young. I must have been four. It's it's a very, very faint memory for me. We went to a restaurant and there was a little fountain, like a little goldfish mm. pond. And there was like a, and people threw their change in there. Yeah. And I collect, I spent the entire time at the restaurant stuffing coins into my little trousers. And so when I got <laughs> home, my parents were horrified to realize that I had hundreds of coins stuffed into my little pockets and I had to learn it because I saw oh free money like I just saw coins in a pond oh these are for me I'm just gonna pick them up yeah and I had to learn through my parents 
embarrassment. I think what they what they said is they actually took all the coins and brought them back to the restaurant. Yeah. I doubt it very much. I think they just kept them. But um, but that actually really rocked my my little world. And I yeah. I learned at that time you don't you don't take stuff that's not your. It doesn't belong to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned like what's mine and what's what's somebody else's. Yeah. I, I, that was actually I did have a little bit of a brief um, shoplifting phase right around that phase too. Like I remember, I think I stole a ball from a little department store. Yeah, no, I actually I did have a klepto phase for oh. sure. <laughs> this <laughs> is just, a long confession time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't often think about this, but I was a real big kleptomaniac. Yeah, I must have been like under five or six, but it was just um, things were on the shelf, things were there, so I was like, oh, that's mine, mm. mine's Let's just take it. So thankfully, you know, my parents made it very, very clear yeah. <laughs> that that instilled the lesson. I don't think that's something we know. I think it's something we have to learn. Yeah. So you actually have to kind of, you have to teach them. Yeah. I had to be taught. I remember um, we were, me and my friend were sat in a cafe and the children were young. It was before my son was born and my daughter uh, was just young and her son came back from the counter with those chocolate gold coins <laughs> Yeah. And he was delighted with himself. And uh, <laughs> she said, where did you get the, Where did you get that from? He said, I got it for, for me and um, you know, my daughter. And I was like, <laughs> well, I was laughing, obviously, because it wasn't my child that took it. <laughs> she was horrified because it was her child. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, obviously, she went back up and, and we paid for them. And, mm. you know, it's funny when you kind of look back. But it oh, is, yeah. as you say, it's that kind of lesson. I've got a funny story where I didn't take something because I was stealing it. I took it because I thought it was free. So I used to work as a waitress years ago. It was my very first job. Mm -hmm. And um, so there was me and another girl who worked on a Saturday. And we're just young and you don't know a lot of stuff then, do you, Mm -hmm. about the world. And we went to the, uh, the owner of the cafe. His brother had a hotel in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So we went there to stay for our Christmas party. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this was in January, I think, when the hotel was quiet. So they basically like put on dinner. We stayed in these rooms. So me and my friend who was the other Saturday girl stayed in one of the rooms Mm. and um thought the mini bar was free oh yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> oh, so we drank it <laughs> rookie mistake oh my god what a trap and we were like this must have <laughs> this must be free this is the best place ever <laughs> i don't even think i'd stayed in a hotel like oh, so it was yeah, like <laughs> yeah. yeah and then obviously the next day I get this massive bill <gasps> oh, on checkout god. and oh, it was horrified because we had no money oh yeah so then the the boss paid and then deducted it from our wages for the <gasps> next three years it felt like oh my um god. to pay for it back what so you actually had to live by the consequences oh my god yes yeah. so and nothing <gasps> in life is free just remember that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's oh the mini bar those things are set up for rookies oh so you, bad you, you know like i mean i remember going on holiday with the kids and they had like mini bars and stuff in the room the kids would be like are they free and i'd be like nope do not touch the mini bar <laughs> do not touch the mini bar absolutely oh my god put a chair up against that thing to, uh, yeah that's like the secret trap yeah <laughs> but we've all woke up the next morning and when and realized that we've had a drink from the mini bar and, and <laughs> didn't remember it <laughs> exactly exactly we've all been or in that place you ran out of booze the booze shop closed and you're like, yeah. Nah. like no yeah. for sure for sure <laughs> 
so we've all had our klepto phases, whether willingly or inadvertently, we yeah. stole things or took things that weren't ours, and that was all fine and good. And some of us find ourselves in the positions of being parents, where we're made to tutor little ones yeah. and teach them the right and wrong and the, and the boundaries. Yeah. But when it comes to an adult wondering if they can pinch a few coins or a few bills yeah. from their wallet, I agree it really does come down to what's yours, what's mine, and why do you sense there's a separation between what's yours and what's mine? Mm. And you're in a relationship with somebody. So why is there the separation? Yeah. And I get that about, well, why is there a separation? But what I also say, though, is whether it's your money or collective money, I'm still not sure that that gives you the right to go in and just take some money from somebody else's wallet. So I do feel like you should at least say or, you know, say I was really desperate, I had to take £10 or if they're mm. awake and there, then I think it's asking the question, do you mind if I take that? I still think there's an element of permission, I think, mm, even if it is all of your money. But that's a personal opinion. And I get it's not this, everybody who doesn't have the same view. I get that. No, I like that. And it's the same as I know a lot of people who believe that they are entitled to check their partner's phone. Yeah. And they do so regularly. Yeah, that's a no for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the same for us. I think it's about trust. So it comes down yeah. to trust. Can you, you know, do you trust your partner? Mm. Does your partner trust you? And whether that's checking text messages or not taking money that you might have put aside that money, you might be thinking, right, I need that because I've got to pay, I don't know, a staff collection tomorrow at work and I need, yeah. I've specifically taken some money out to put it into there. You know, there could yeah. be all a number of reasons why you've got the money in your purse or your wallet. So for me, it just comes down to trust and yeah, having some level of asking permission, right? Yeah. So it's funny, actually having boundaries and meaning that, you know, you see each other as having shared finances, even if you don't formally share, because we don't share our finances formally, yeah. but we're impacted by each other's finances. Mm. We, we are, we're living together. So that's yeah. a de facto. So we respect each other's part in that. But at the same time, we respect each other's right to stand separately and to have information or to have resources that, that are their own. It's not just, yeah. you know, we get into a relationship and now it's like sharesies everything and, you know, mm. every, you put everything into a big pot in the middle and you can kind of take what you like. Yeah. It's really important for us to, with the exception of me stealing his quarters, which he leaves out for me, <laughs> <laughs> which I realize is not really stealing. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like leaving leaving a uh, bird food out so you can kind of just have the enjoyment of seeing birds collect at your window i think he, that's why he probably i'm sure it's kind of similar to seeing the, the cardinals out your window yeah you are the change hoover yeah <laughs> exactly uh, so it's an innocent question but there's a lot of stuff in it well yeah i do think it comes down to trust and why is it you feel the need to take it rather than ask mm. would be my other yeah, question yeah. And it could be a pattern from before. Usually you've maybe never even just questioned a pattern that you've had for a long time. Mm -hmm. Maybe you had to struggle for resources when you were little and you kind of had to steal money from your parents because they wouldn't otherwise buy you stuff or, you know, people have backgrounds of neglect. Yeah. Or you've been in a relationship where somebody else has had control over all of the finances Yeah. and you don't want to be in that position. So you may be trying to turn things yeah. the other way. I, I get it. Yeah. I do get that there's that there's more to it and there's always a different perspective. But the good thing is it's a reality check to say, oh, if I rob from my partner's pockets or, or wallet <laughs> re regularly, then you may say, well, that's kind of frankly unhealthy. 
<laughs> so, yeah. you know, what's behind that? What's going on for you? Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel chirpier than I did when we started. Yeah, well, that's the I have point. To say. That's exactly why we get together. Yeah. <laughs> we came as we are and we're leaving now in a better spot, which is, which yes. is exactly why we gather yes. every week. And um, yeah, hopefully the any of the listeners who maybe tuned in and weren't in a good place, maybe after this you're feeling better too. I'm hoping so. Or, you know, not, <laughs> we'll try harder. Well, or not, we'll try harder. <laughs> I think that as we're 40 minutes in, if somebody has started on a nice bubbly, then they'll be 40 minutes into that and you'll just be feeling <laughs> rosier and warmer anyways. So... <laughs> Oh, bubbly sounds like a great Doesn't idea today. Ah, uh, <laughs> Bailey's Irish cream. We've got a nor'easter going on here, so nice. yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. nice, nice. I do think that there was a lot of in lockdown number one. I think there were a lot of people trying to kind of keep things on an even keel, stay healthy, yeah. be you active. Me you know, I think there was a lot of that going on. Yeah. I can't think it's going to be the same in lockdown no. number two. No. No, <laughs> I think we're just off the rails. Yeah, yeah, the wheels will just fall off and we'll just accept that we're going to be this yeah. way until March. Yeah, we just got to survive, guys. Yeah. We just got yeah. to, we just got to be alive by March. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's the only thing on your plate right now. Yeah. The bar is low. <laughs> yeah. Just keep smiling. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or hitting things. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sarah. Well, that was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for cheering me up. Indeed. Yeah, I'm going to go back to my um, room service duties now because <gasps> um, ding, ding. they normally start about now, actually, sort of, you know, middle of the day um, <laughs> when teenagers come alive and they don't seem to end until gone 11. So, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Just, um, oh, we do have worst. to say my daughter says, well, mum, at least you're getting your steps in. <laughs> Just remember, grandkids. Yeah. Holy revenge. I know. Holy revenge will be yours. I know, I cannot wait. I cannot oh wait. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's just hope I don't get Alzheimer's before then and I've forgotten know, all right? of this. <laughs> oh, at least gosh. I have the podcast to listen back to, to remind That's me of all exactly the things it. that I need to get revenge for. There you go. Perfect. I knew there was there a reason go. why we're doing this. It's your dementia insurance plan. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, well, until next week, my lovely. Oh, thanks, Sarah. You too. I hope you have a just a decent, okay week ahead. <laughs> Let's try and stay sane. Okay. <laughs> Bye. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.